I'm fat and fabulous. I am big, cuddly, sexy, um, delicious. I'm a French pastry filled with cream um, with a drizzle of dark chocolate. That's on a good day. <laughs> to fill. We are going to have our cake and eat it two or three or four. <laughs> so dig in, warm up those knives and forks and enjoy because tonight there is no guilt. There is just pleasure. There's just so much to take in, isn't there? This is all right. Do you eat it or wear it, dear? You dab it behind your ears. First, I, I think I'll, I'll pour and then I'll taste. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's lovely. It's I'm not fruity? sure. Is it fruity? I think it's. Raspberry-ish. Would you like to try some of this? No, I don't think I will. Thank you very Is much. anyone experiencing any Take guilt on. yet? No. I'm sorry, I don't experience guilt when I'm eating. No. no. Not no. too much. Do you all diet? I used to. Well, I've tried lots of different diets. I haven't, yeah. I haven't ever willingly dieted. I dieted when my mother was alive, or when I was a teenager, when my mother was alive, because she wanted me to. But ever since she died, no diets. Well, I remember my first diet was for two hundred dollars and a, a new wardrobe. That, oh, that's what so was offered to me. Mm -hmm. that, my, my my father said, "Yes, I'll give you that. Uh, all the new clothes mm -hmm. that you need to fill your wardrobe and um, two hundred dollars." And did you get it? No, oh. I didn't. I wasn't successful. No, I, I just. In, in fact, I think I resented it. Will you yeah. drink to that? I tell you, absolutely. Mm. Cheers. Mm. I'm currently dieting and still loving every solitary minute of this. <laughs> well, that must be. Um, I mean, it's interesting for me to see somebody as gorgeous as you oh, suddenly saying you are now dieting. Mm. And food is a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> food is not a negative thing. It's no. a very good thing. So, when did you discover this? I mean, when did you decide to to go on a diet? I don't think I decided. Health-wise, it was decided for me mm, that uh -huh. I needed to lose weight. Now, that is the only angle that I. Mm. That is the on. only angle. 
I, I, I don't think I'd ever. I've tried umpteen diets. Mm. I've got a, a bookshelf at home, and there's literally like a full row. I think I'd like to. Um, I'd like to fit in a little bit better than what I do. I don't think I do fit in. Um, there would be things I would be very uncomfortable doing. I wouldn't go to a disco. I wouldn't go to a nightclub. I'd like to be able to fit in in situations like that. I don't go because I feel I stand out. Um, I feel frumpy. By being there and by people looking at me, um, it makes me conscious of myself in a way that I wouldn't normally be conscious of myself. I think heavy people in general, they hide themselves. They stay in very, very safe circles and they don't put themselves into positions where people can um, make them feel bad. So I, I literally have done that down through the years. I don't go any longer to nightclubs. I will go now to um, a, a waltzing session or <laughs> um, an old-fashioned dance faster than I will go to a nightclub because there are more women my size and my shape there. Now, the fact that they're 20 years my senior is neither here nor there, uh, but I would feel more comfortable in their company now than what I would going into a disco where a woman is expected to be a size 10, size 12, curvy tall, long legs and looking absolutely divine. That makes me feel bad about myself. Change your doctor. Mm. You know, a lot of doctors trot out this business about you're too fat and if you lost weight it would be Mm. fine. Just as a sort of panacea or a placebo. No, I'm waiting waiting an operation at the moment whereby they have to go in through my tummy and there's no way they could physically do it at the weight that I was. Right. It it really was medical reasons that forced me to do it. But I think on the whole it's really important to be very careful. I mean, I... I'm sure in your case it's right. Offered it's as a, an easy answer, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. There's somebody sitting in I front of you, I'm not feeling well, what's the obvious thing? You know, your eyes are crossed. That's yeah. right. But also you it demonises fat, fat people, absolutely. particularly fat women, and it becomes all your own fault. The trend in healthcare at the moment is that it's all your own fault. We're not going to do this operation because you smoke, we're not going to do this operation because you're fat, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be, so that it completely takes the... Um, onus heat, of o- o- The onus yes. of healthcare and into... The whole business of of, well, um, of it being your fault. Thank you. You're welcome. I like somebody always to be at my elbow. Filling that <laughs> glass. I like them a little lower. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, when they're at my elbow, they are lower. <laughs> well, what about and what about men? I mean, do you find that? Do you find that 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 men? Uh, Oh, okay. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll start with you, myself. Okay. Let me just let me right. just tell you this this little story. When I was in New York, when I was living in New York, I was chased down the street by a man who caught up with me, and he was persistent enough to to ask me to get a yes from me when he asked me to lunch. Only later did I find out that he was a chubby chaser. He liked only liked fat mm. women, big women, voluptuous women, Rubenesque women, Junoesque women, whatever you want to call it. Bigger than the normal woman, mm-hmm. you know, your normal, what is it? Juno-esque. Now, that really mm. got me angry, and I was, I was humiliated. Now, I have a funny thing about this. I, what I want in a man is, I want a man who is attracted to um, thinner women, but who chooses me you, over anyway. those thin women. Mm. I want him to pass that test. I put that test for him and I say, to me, if he just wants a fat woman um, or a big woman, well, that's not what I want. I want someone who, in spite of my bulk, of my size, wants me, looks beyond that. To me, it's like the ultimate test. Some men who who are very shallow like to be seen with very, very thin women, but Mm -hmm. they like to go to bed with with big women. Mm. Mm. Why do you think that is? Because... 
I have never seen a big woman um, alone. You know? But what do you think it is about a big woman in, in bed that, that no man I think, I think, I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's warmth, it's sexuality, it's mm. sensuality. It's a feeling of, you know, somebody is there, you know? I think it's that we try harder. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's right. I think that's right. I, I wouldn't think, know. Yeah. And I also think that we've actually <laughs> stopped eating to talk about sex, and that says something very interesting. But... <laughs> I have to say I'm, I'm celibate and I've been celibate for um, nearly seven years now. And I, I have this sense, although it's actually very good for me and maybe now I'm, I've had enough of it as well, but it has been very good for me. But I have a sense that I possibly wouldn't have been celibate for that long if I hadn't been fat. Um, I think that there's that possibly I would have chosen to to end my celibacy quicker and all that kind of stuff until you know I needed all that time to come to terms maybe with all the issues that were going on in my life but I but I also know that I wouldn't have had the space and time to do that if I had been more conventionally attractive Mm. um and and I there's something about that that still isn't sorted my mother was also a fat woman and she had a lot of problems with that. And on one particular occasion, um, I had a friend staying the night and we were messing around in the, be- in the bedroom in the morning and refusing to get up and being giddy like 11 or 12-year-old girls tend to be and being ridiculous and stupid and all of that. And my mother came into the room and she was furiously angry. She was wearing a vest and one of these um, old-fashioned corsets, a sort of bright pink thing that started under her bust and finished sort of halfway down her thighs and so on, and was was very ugly. Um, And I remember distinctly it was soiled at the back as well. And it was just, there was something very sordid about how she looked. And she started walloping me. And as she walloped me, with every blow, she said, you are fat and ugly and disgusting. You are fat and ugly and disgusting. And this went on and on and on and was a total nightmare. And we were all completely hysterical, um, including my friend, who kept saying, but Mrs Gilbert, Mrs Gilbert, you can't do this to Maureen. She's your daughter. You're supposed to love her. You can't do this. Because none of this went on in her house. And through all this mayhem and hysteria, I remember being able to think she's doing this because she hates herself. Big women, I find that they're they're much softer and much more vulnerable, and I think... um, I think that's part of the reason why, well, for me at least, speaking for myself, why why I, I get bigger. First of all, I think it's a power thing to be more powerful, as powerful Absolutely. as my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's an old battle, I think, um, mothers and daughters. I'm starting to you here. <laughs> She's giving us more reasons. I'm more than just a pretty face, Claire. <laughs> Obviously, you Mama had a big hand in this. <laughs> big being the operative word. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, you see, I can associate with that very much. I would claim that I have got bigger down through the years because my mother (laughs) constantly wanted me to be smaller Mm. or constantly Mm. told people, you know, if somebody came up and said, gosh, isn't your daughter lovely? Yes, but you haven't seen her cousin and she's only size 10. I (laughs) cannot blame my mother because my mother has even used to say in the last couple of years, we're sure a woman in business has to be big. 
You have to be noticed. So there I have you never... go. You're associating that with power. Now that's something mm-hmm. I, I feel I do. T- I do too. Now, man, mm-hmm. if a man is is fat, let's mm. just use the word fat. If a man is fat, he's not called fat. He's called big. He's mm. called powerful. He's called solid. Mm-hmm. A woman is called fat, weak-willed, um, frumpy. frumpy. Let's get into the dirty yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's play all all girls. But also Nobody dared of... call me this. Not to but your also face. that sense of Not being engulfing. Face. I think men are. There's a. There are some men who are very frightened of being engulfed. There are other men who long to be engulfed. There's hundreds Hence of men who are intimidated by us. Grossly intimidated by us. Poor them. God yeah. help them. Yeah. Too bad. Tough. I have to say that anyone I have ever been with, it has never been a problem. Do you know what I mean? It has never affected. Has it, been, has it never been a problem for them, but a problem for you? Do you apologize for yourself? Do you try too hard because of it? No. You don't? Oh, no. I do. mm-hmm. no. I've never had a problem with the men I've ended up with. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'd have a huge problem with men in general. Because I find, because I work for myself and I work in business, I find a lot of men look at me as one of the boys. I'm not actually looked at as a woman. I Which I feel that. 100% well. Are you saying a moment? Mm, sorry, I'm sorry. I was so just wondering no, if Claire was saying that because because of her size or because oh, of, purely of, because of, what, of what, what you do. Size. No, purely but because of my size. They look at you as, as one of the boys because yeah. of your size. Yeah. You're but not a sexual object not to them. Not a sexual object, exactly. But is it exactly. important to be sexual to everybody you meet? I don't yes. know if it is. I, I think, think it yes, is. Maureen, it's important to be respected as a woman. There are two sexes there. There are. There are men and there are women. And it's nice to be appreciated and respected for what it is you are. And I am a woman. Each one of us are a woman. And it's nice to be respected as that. I think they respect me as a woman I just because they don't want to screw me doesn't mean one way or the other right what type of man goes to you because I have a problem and I have discussed this long and into the dark hours of night with some of my I often wonder how men actually see me (laughs) if I'm going into a crowd a room or a party or a dinner or whatever where people don't know me there's always a, a dwarf in the room who's male who sees me and his eyes light up and I am always nervous of these people because I feel, my God, he's going to be sitting on my knee next, whispering into my ear. <laughs> I'll just start beating him off with a look. They invariably end up by talking to me. Um, whereas I want the tall one to talk to me. Um, I want the one, because, you know, inside me, there's a little woman wanting to be protected at all times. <laughs> And if, uh, if if a male gives out the thing of you're my little woman, that's him in, right? I I will I will look after him forever. <laughs> but who really loves me is the small little man, which embarrasses me because they make me feel kind of nervous that I'm going to stand on them or kill them or sit on them by accident or whatever. Um, I'd love to get into, say, the mind thing, you know, or really, you know, two minds can meet. But this, I'm, I'm as bad as anyone else when it comes to physical size and, and how they look. I remember being happy there once. That was so wonderful. Why are we passing on to something? I'm sure it's delicious, but even still. Oh, this one was too. This one was too close to Maureen. Now it's close to me. Where is it? I'm just looking. Look, I didn't want you to have to reach. Oh, so this is what I'm saying. Oh, this is us. Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. 
I'm not wrong with my mouth. I just don't want them in my mouth. She doesn't want to have to suck them and chew into them. No. Now you have to say, that wasn't me, Mom. None of this is fattening either, right? Oh, look, oysters. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to die. Oh, look, bulgur wheat. Oh, God, how gorgeous. Ooh. Not with strawberries. Mm, I mean, this is beautiful. Oh. Look at the lobster laid out and the crab. Lobster! Oh, I can't Gorgeous. believe it. This is perfect for my diet, seafood, because I oh, see yeah. food and I eat it. <laughs> Would anyone like the some most sauce? Ex- mm. It looks very luscious. Hunger is a sensation oh, that I, I don't allow myself to feel very often. When I do... And I prepare food for myself, or I, I, I buy something and I eat it. The feeling of of eating is 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 indescribably good. Do I, do I really like food? Binging makes me unhappy, because binging to me is not enjoying the food. Binging is satisfying some other need. Um, when I want something, when I want love, when I want success, when I want approval, um, I wish I would just go to the right place instead of going to the store um, or the refrigerator or the larder. I, I know I'm not really getting what I want. That makes me unhappy. It makes me unhappy that I haven't resolved that in my life yet. It makes me unhappy that I still turn to food and use it like a drug. Um, like alcohol, like, like, uh, like compulsive shopping. That makes me unhappy. I'm because I'm I'm just a, a, a I'm just a slave to it. When I enjoy food for what it is, when I taste it, when I prepare it, when I look at it and 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 take it into my body with love, then I'm happy. Then I'm 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 okay. And it's not about the weight. But when I use it to punish myself, when I use it because I'm not getting what I want, I, I'm I'm desperate then, and I and I hate it, um, and I, I I just I'm I'm very very angry at myself and angry at the food, and I I don't even enjoy it. I no, then I hate it. Food as a as a I don't know as something other than what it is than than to nourish. I saw this fabulous cartoon in the um, the New Yorker magazine. One mouse says to another, "Cheese is only a substitute for the love you never gave me." But <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say chocolate is. I'm an instant gratification type person. If I can't get what I want immediately, be it success or love or um, reassurance. Then I need something else. Now, mm-hmm. when I had money, mm-hmm. I used to, uh, when I was living abroad, I, I was making some more money mm-hmm. than I am now. I would spend my money, mm-hmm. and I'd buy clothes, and I was much thinner because I would, I would put all of that desire for instant gratification into, into buying, buying mm-hmm. uh, or you know, going out with lots of different men. That was another pastime of mine. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm kind of monogamous, not making as much money, what do I turn to? You know, I turn to food. But it's the other way. I mean, I live on my own, right? So presumably people think I should be living on beans on toast or something. Mm-hmm. So of which I cook myself extremely nice meals, and it's all a sort of form of 
of loving myself. You know, and then it, then the whole Absolutely. thing becomes a sort of akin to masturbation in some way. <laughs> you know, it's slightly evil, and I shouldn't be. <laughs> you and I, <laughs> and I shouldn't be doing it. You know, I should be very chaste and wearing flannelette nighties and eating beans on toast. Whereas, in fact, I'm eating delicious food that I cook for myself and sit down and eat with great pleasure particularly I'm interested in how it looks and how it tasted how it tastes and um and I wear satin night dresses I mean you know and clearly this is still something slightly kinky about this but you know what do you mean you cook for yourself they say as though this is some sort of terrible sort of paedophile wickedness that I get up to for which presumably in a, in a civilised society I'd be put in jail um, and I, there's nothing about it. It's about pleasure. It's about loving mm. yourself. It's you mean you, you take a lot? You, you actually take a lot of pleasure in eating. You don't ever just oh. stuff down a whole packet of biscuits or anything. No, no. I, oh, I, I, I take have great oh, pleasure no, in I don't. eating. You don't. I am nervous no, of food. No. You three. You're saying you're telling me that three of you have never taken. A I can't of biscuits and eaten think in my head now as we sit talking or even thinking about food. What food I would like desperately. Um, I think I'm a continual snacker. I don't actually. No, I probably don't like food very much. I, have I find that it's. I say yes, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat, and I've eaten it. And I'm, I'm saying grand, but that's, that's that's me fed. I think too when you're feeding other people, like you know, for sort of young people who have huge appetites. You find yourself sort of just trying to keep them fed. So you never sit down and say, hey, I'd love um, food just for me. I would love just to sort of sit down now maybe and have what I want to eat. Because you're constantly sort of making pots full of stuff for them. And they're constantly coming and tearing it and it's eaten and it's gone. And you're saying, what was that all about? And it must be layered with some pesto sauce, which is made of basil, I think. Mm. Basil and Courgettes. pine nuts and oh, garlic and anchovies. And Fresh basil. Do the men in your lives understand you. your thing about eating? If they didn't, how would they be men in their lives? Um, um, I think they're, t- well, I think mine at any rate is too understanding. Well, Way mine, too mine, understanding. Mine is a fairly recent one. Food? Mm. Mine is a fairly recent mm. one and it has, it seems to have focused a lot on food, which is unusual for me. Um, How do you mean you take food to bed with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Maeve didn't say that. No, no. The children, I didn't say that. Um, no, um, he has cooked for me, which is an unusual experience for a person who's always cooking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a real plus that mm-hmm. anyone cooks for me. So he's taking care of you? He's taking care Can of me. Can you accept that? Um, I have a problem, but I mean, I do. But I had seen one afternoon at home a Greta Garbo film and she took a bunch of grapes and she held them up to her face and there was this man opposite her and he was, he was dissolving and she, <laughs> and she buried her face into them bit them off one by one and he was, I mean, he was in a pool at her feet. So there was I, I sitting at my friend's That's dinner table and there was this bunch of grapes and I thought, well, now... I'm going to try this. Seeing as I had really enjoyed the meal, mm-hmm. and I said, right. So I took the bunch of grapes, and I buried my face in it, and I started eating them. And then I looked up, and there was this bewildered expression <laughs> on his face. <laughs> and he said, I said, is that all right? And he said, I just wonder, are you going to leave me, honey? 
<laughs> so the whole thing was wasted. So have things changed since the 30s? The style has got thinner. That's one of the things. Well, Garber was very thin. But I have this whole theory about sensuality, that women used to be able to be controlled in all sorts of ways, in, particularly economically. Mm. Now women have um, enfranchisement, uh, women are involved in business, women ha can control their own fertility. So the way to control women is to stop them eating. Put so down that lobster. <laughs> I will not put down that lobster. <laughs> This lobster is my liberation. This is my parents would be rotating in their graves, God help them. Oi, she's eating lobster, forget now it. Bury your is, face in this. This is freedom. This is lack of constraint. This is about what it is to be me. This lobster is not a lobster. This lobster is life. <laughs> The business about being thin and the stereotype of being thin is about controlling women's consumption, controlling women's sizes, controlling women's power. Well, then I have the weirdest partner in the world because he's the only one who cooks in our house and he overfeeds me, the men. Maybe That's he wants wonderful. to keep you to himself. Exactly, the okay. very thing. Right. The Here very thing. Claire, Claire and if so you were, a couple mind? have... Uh, I, I don't know, I'm just saying, if you were... Stones thinner so that you would look like some of your models. Mm -hmm. Would he be afraid that someone well, you would see, come and grab you? The beauty is, is that he. Not that they wouldn't come and grab you mm -hmm. right now. No, but because you are, you are incredibly grabbable, Claire. Thank I must you say so. Very much, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this man came into my life when I was much larger than what I am now. I've had portions within. We're eight years together. I've had portions in that life where I've been four, five, six stone lighter than what I am now, and he has never changed. Really? He is mm. constant, and he feeds me and drools me with all these. He lavishes me completely. Lucky, there, are times, about. there are times I've actually got to take him aside and say, please stop. Do you know, don't do this anymore. Which mm. is worrying. Maybe it's the new modern man. You if know. he gets fed up, send him round. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take your name and address later. <laughs> I was large from the time I, I went to school from the time I was small. <laughs> and I think children can be extremely cruel. Very, very cruel. And I grew up with Claire Magella and Custard, stick your head in mustard. That was the phrase that my friends used to use for me. So I'd have found it extremely painful growing up. And yet, the funny thing is, I never did anything about it. I never, I never took control of the situation and said, OK, I'm going to get myself thin and I'm not going to have these people saying things like this about me. I've always had it. It's always been there. So I just grew to accept it more and more and more. What about the humiliating aspect of being big? This, this happened to me, okay? I was driving a big blue van, which is another... Pastime of yours? No, it, <laughs> I, I suppose it's another indicative symbol. I drive a big blue van. Stopped at a red light, and across the way, there's a car going the other way. The guy rolls down his window, and he shouts out at me what I think is... Massive! <laughs> now, I was humiliated. Now, am I paranoid? No. Or did no. he say massive or did he say massage me? <laughs> <laughs> what would you see? That would be very interesting is to talk to somebody who's a standard size 10 or 12 who's also had some guy shout sure, jumping out a door yeah. and he, she is probably equally as embarrassed. She's probably equally as humiliated. Oh, please. I once got stoned. 
I was stand- oh, yes. under stoned, not stunned. All right. You mean stoned as in stoned as in thrown stones thrown at me. I was standing underneath. Oh. Centre point in London, waiting for a bus, and a white high ace van came round, and the guys leaned out and they leered at me. There were loads of other people in the bus queue. They went round centre point, they came back and they threw stones at me. Now they could have had a choice of hundreds of people they could have thrown stones at, and I suppose it's my paranoia that I thought they're throwing stones at me because I look weird. But but, you don't, but it was but you very don't look weird. Well, I mean, I, I as I say, I think it was my paranoia, but it was a very unpleasant experience why choose me out of now why not choose me but I mean on this occasion I was chosen and it was very difficult to deal with who knows why they chose you maybe you can't made eye contact I work in in, in I think if the you know if the fairy godmother came along and waved the magic wand I would want to be prettier Um, and that strikes me as being the thing I'd like most Um, I would also quite like to get rid of my stomach Um, I have this completely romanticized notion that if I didn't have my belly then I would be some sort of you know gorgeous Rubenesque creature trolling about with you know, draped in, in velvet and eating grapes and looking gorgeous. So the answer is to look away. Yeah, because it is a kind of aggression and they weren't doing it because of any way you looked, it's the way you looked at mm-hmm. them. Did I tell you about my experience as a life model? No. As a, yes, I, I would take off all my clothes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stand in front of a group of um, men and women with a little heater at the side mm-hmm. to keep... Mm-hmm. To keep my myself warm, and I would I would pose, you know, do the yeah, and I used yeah. to draw, yeah. So you drew. Well, mm-hmm. I was I was you know I was a model, mm-hmm. and it really was, it was a buzz because, mm-hmm. first of all, because you know you could you could just feel your your body, and and you'd also feel the response of the artists, mm-hmm. drawing nice. you. You know, you That's kind nice. of filled the air with. Did your you ever emotion. have a negative experience though? Did you no, ever have a bad? I, I had one did, bad no. one. I did it once and once only. And one smart ass at the end of the class drew the back of a bus. Oh, oh wow. that is disgusting. Once and once only. I hope he died he wasn't roaring. artistically capable of capturing Obviously, your capturing me. No. <laughs> well, I think that big, beautiful women really need to celebrate, to just... When was the last time you've been squeezed? <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Well, I just have a little song for you, and what it's about is about taking the ripe, the juicy fruit in life and just allowing yourself to fully enjoy it and and really just putting it out there for others. So I'm going to dedicate this to the four of us. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a sweet and juicy mango. Come and taste my juicy mango. But if you're too busy now, tell you what I can do. Well, I can pass it around and bring it on back to you. Everybody loves a... Sometimes I love the way I look. Sometimes I catch glimpses of myself in a store window... Or in a mirror, and I say, "Wow, you know, that's a that's a great-looking woman, um, very attractive, exotic." And sometimes I wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and I say, "Why? Why did I binge last night? Why couldn't I have just woken up and and been a a size ten or a size twelve? Or why couldn't I be why couldn't I be different? Why couldn't I look like that model or or?" that fabulous-looking woman. 
Sometimes I cry. I get very weepy. Um, I just I just cry and I say, why don't I have the willpower to be not skinny? I mean, I'm not asking to be to be model thin. Why don't I have the willpower to just get it into that 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 dynamic, strong um, package that that I that I envision? Why is that? Why don't I have the willpower? So yeah, sometimes I I cry about it, especially when I go shopping. Shopping is torture. It's torture to go into the shops, see something I like, look through the sizes, and then say, "Well, wait a minute, where's my size?" <laughs> I'd love to see a thin woman try and sing that properly. Properly, yeah, because oh, it God, had the vibration them. and everything, didn't it? Did you feel the earth move? Oh, I did. Oh, definitely. My, 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 my toes opened and shut that time. I feel it. Of course, oh. you have the words written down for all of us later. And can you teach me that movement? I like that movement. I see myself as being voluptuous and sensuous when I'm dressed and when I'm feeling good about myself. Lying naked, no, not at all. I would be quite conscious of um, where my fat is falling and um, how I look. And I don't think you can be relaxed about yourself or you can't really let the, 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 the sensuality come out when you're being conscious about where is the fat falling right now. You know, there's always something holds holds you back. Always. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable at all without clothes on. I think naked, you'd see exactly the reality. You'd see the cellulite. You'd see the things that I don't like about myself. To be very honest, I think it's quite tragic that I'm 34 years of age and that I haven't yet got control of my own sexuality or I haven't yet got to a, a stage where I'm absolutely happy with my own sexuality. You can go on for years and years and years um, ignoring the fact, but when you actually sit down and isolate it that this is a problem, then it, it, it's quite hurtful and it's quite painful. I'm not happy with myself sexually. Never have been. And I would see that I've lost years, which is sad. I've lost some of the best years of my life um, where I should have been enjoying myself. My, literally enjoying myself, enjoying my sexuality, enjoying being me. That I didn't because I've always had this hang up about being weighty or about being fat. These oysters that 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 slide down your throat. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. It's <laughs> food is just erotic, and that's what it is. Beans on toast aren't erotic. I'm now wiping the drools off your chin. <laughs> but this is about what life is about. Have any of the rest of you suffered like this? That your mum yes. suffered. Your mum handed you a plate as yes. large as your dad's, and, and then it. she called you fat afterwards. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know that that's where you're supposed to be. You know that wonderful joke of Alan Sherman's called "Why I, Why I Am Fat." Mm. He was a child just after the war, and his mother used to say, "Eat up all your dinner, Alan. Remember all the starving children in Europe." Yes, we and used, used to get to, that one. And he used to eat all the food mm. on his plate, genuinely believing that by eating all his dinner, he was helping the starving oh, children God in help Europe. Us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they, they say the that time. the most <laughs> sensuous thing a woman can do is to eat in front of a man. 
It's supposed well, to be the most intimate thing that I two people can do together. I have just told you what happened to my grapes. I know grapes. you and your grapes. <laughs> I have just told you. I, I remember mean, having a boyfriend. I had a bad experience. So and mind did. you, he, he was much more mature than me. Maybe I should have stuck to him now that I come to think of it. But um, he was a much older man. Oh, and he used to buy me chocolate. Oh, just yeah. to watch me eat mm. it. And whenever mm. we'd be travelling anywhere, he'd buy me a bar of chocolate and sit opposite me in the train I'm and watch me. I remember one Easter. He, didn't, he couldn't buy me an Easter egg big enough so he bought me three of them. Huge, big me, Easter eggs to watch you eat me something, eat Claire. them. Certainly, Susie. Are you with this? Yes. Now, I do need sauce for this because, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to do this, <laughs> let, let's do this correct. Like, I mean, this sauce is just divine. Absolutely let me describe gorgeous. Claire for a second. Mm, okay. She is she is luscious. She mm-hmm. is, I'd say she's she's a bonbon with, um, <laughs> with Grand Marnier liqueur in the centre because she's got this gorgeous, rusty, dusty red hair <laughs> and um, this, this my cute little nose and this, this lush body. She's just, she's, she's luscious. And can I buy this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you come round? I'll pay you to come round. <laughs> it was me you wanted to buy. <laughs> you also. The Dolly Parton like lookalike. I'm jealous of this, Claire. Look how dainty she is. Look how dainty yeah, the way she's holding very the niche. fork but yeah. with her French manicured nails <laughs> and jewellery up the wazoo. She's so dainty. Go ahead. But I love the taste of food. I don't need large amounts of it. It's the sauce here mixing with the crab. Are you with this? Here we go. <gasps> oh. oh. She surrounded it with her red lips mm. and she didn't let it she didn't really bite into it she just mm. kind of kind of put it onto her Easy tongue and like you said earlier some women are into chewing forget the chew just get it in taste it leave it slide the whole way down and then feel the satisfaction of when it hits home honey <laughs> Oh, oh no! Because you've got the shoe pastry, you've got yeah. the chocolate, stuffed with cream, and then you've got all this fruit, this My luxurious, God, that's gorgeous fruit. Oh, I don't believe this. Oh. Miss Gather Bum oh, well, it's beautiful. <laughs> We've got some. Got no sauté. Oh, sweet sauté. Sweet sauté. Claire, thank you thank very you. much. I just love the flow of the wine. That's loads. Thank you. I love sweets. I love things like puffs of cream and. Warm chocolate sauce. I'm, that's my favorite. I mean, I think ice cream is mine. Sweets. I just could. I mean, this this thing is just my idea of heaven. I mean, look at this. It's like, it's dark chocolate, it's warm. Cho- I li- literally, I yeah, it is. I could. This liquid is where sex. I have some fun. I mean, I I literally can just lick it off my fingers. I love this. Mm. I re- I do. I love it. I mean, you, no, I like ice cream. I, no, mm. I, I, I'm totally with Susie. Mm. I love, love, love this is chocolate. Mm. And the more the merrier. I adore it. I'm obviously a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. My, my idea of, of um, dessert would be passion fruit. Ripping open the passion fruit with my teeth mm. and then the bittersweet seeds inside. Here, let's grab... That's a pawpaw, for God's sake. Well, okay. Do they have any passion fruit? No. I love the sweetness combined with the bitterness, and this is is especially 
exciting because it's warm and and it's 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 dark. I mean, just the colour of it. Dip chocolate into into hot coffee laced with brandy. Just dip a bar of chocolate into it I and have. suck it slowly. Yes. I oh. love the feeling. Do you know what I do? Now listen to this. Oh, it's warm. I take a chocolate bar and I put it between my breasts and I kind of squeeze my cleavage so that the chocolate gets to the perfect, I swear, the perfect temperature. Because chocolate shouldn't be hard and cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have you me mesmerized here. I have mean, always loved Sometimes I say, wow, I'm, I'm glad I am who I am. I accept myself. I accept my, my body, even though it's a bit on the big side and it's more difficult to, to find clothes, to find clothes that I like to wear. Other times I say, well, it's time. Today's the day. Or more, more likely I say tomorrow's the day for the, for the diet to start. <laughs> Why... Why um, do today what you can put off until tomorrow? That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs>